The Pearls of Excellence, a series produced by the Foundation for Excellence in Women's Health in collaboration with the SASCOG, the Society of Academic Specialists in General Obstetrics and Gynecology. Today's pearl is titled Management of Active Phase Arrest, published July 2019 authored by Dr. Alice Sutton, under mentorship by Dr. Christine Isaacs, and edited by Dr. Natalie Bowersox. In order to manage active phase arrest, the active phase must be correctly defined and arrest properly diagnosed. The active phase begins when there is an acceleration in the rate of cervical dilation. Friedman proposed that this period began after achieving four centimeters of cervical dilation. More recent studies that incorporate modern labor management practices support defining the active phase as beginning at 6 centimeters of cervical dilation. In response to the high rate of cesarean delivery in the United States, the Safe Labor Consortium was formed to evaluate contemporary labor progression. The Safe Labor Consortium redefined arrest of the active phase of labor as occurring at 6 centimeters or more, with the amniotic membranes ruptured and no cervical change after either four hours of adequate contractions, or six hours of inadequate contractions despite oxytocin administration. Cesarean delivery for arrest of the active phase should not be performed before the above criteria are met, as long as maternal and fetal status are reassuring. The presence of meconium-stained amniotic fluid does not change these recommendations. Inadequate uterine contractions are the most common cause of active phase arrest, followed by fetal malpresentation, and less frequently, cephalopelvic disproportion. When there's a concern that cervical change has stopped or slowed, amniotomy and oxytocin augmentation may be employed. Amniotomy should be performed if the fetal membranes are intact. If the contraction pattern is abnormal, the first-line therapy is intravenous oxytocin. Low and high-dose protocols have been studied, but neither has been proven to be superior to the other. The combination of oxytocin and amniotomy has been shown to be more effective than either modality alone. Internal tocodynamometry, using an intrauterine pressure catheter, or IUPC, should be considered when there's no progress despite a normal contraction pattern and or oxytocin administration. The IUPC can be used to quantify the magnitude of contractions in Montevideo units. A contraction pattern is considered adequate when the sum of the Montevideo units from all contractions in a 10-minute period is greater than or equal to 200. If the Montevideo units are less than 200, the oxytocin infusion rate may need to be titrated to increase the frequency and or magnitude of contractions. An IUPC may also be helpful when maternal body habitus or other factors preclude accurate assessment of the contraction pattern using an external monitor. If these efforts fail and active phase arrest is diagnosed, cesarean delivery should be recommended. Prolonged labor and rupture of membranes are risk factors for maternal and neonatal infection, and prolonged labor and oxytocin administration are risk factors for postpartum hemorrhage. However, studies have demonstrated that following this management strategy decreases the rate of cesarean delivery without worsening maternal or neonatal outcomes. Be sure to visit our website for the full version of this pearl and to follow up with suggested further readings and references. You should also review the important notices on use and reliance on our pearls articles. Visit us at excellence.org. 
This article is protected under copyright laws of the United States. No redistribution is authorized without the express written consent of the Foundation for Excellence in Women's Health.